0: For a few moments tonight I want to take you to the word of the Lord and I am going to go to the book of Ephesians the 5th chapter and I will I I will do my best to not be lengthy I see what time it is and sometimes they make it a little larger, so it's very evident that I need to be mindful of that. I'm thankful tonight that they're not doing that. Yes, they are. Well, you got till midnight. Nobody's going to turn into a pumpkin. Nobody's glass slippers are going to fall off. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25 through verse 27. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish I want to read that verse one more time. That he might present to himself a glorious church. Everybody say glorious. Amen. I'm thankful that I am a part of a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish for a few moments tonight. I want to talk to you about why you should love your church. Amen. Do you love your church tonight? Do you love the church of the living God? Praise God. Let's praise him again right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you. The church has been called many things, but Scripture gives us our best understanding of what it is. It is the body of Christ, according to Ephesians 12. It is the church of the living God, according to First Timothy 3.15. It is the bride of Christ, according to Ephesians 5:22 through 32. It is a spiritual house, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse five. It is a habitation of God, Ephesians 2:22 and it is a household of God, Ephesians 2 and 19. Matthew 16 and 18 tells us that Jesus Christ is the one who will build that church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He loved it and he sanctified it and he is saving it. And I am thankful tonight that I am a part of that church. Amen. The church that I am talking about is no small fire that is threatened by every wind of doctrine. But it is a holy flame that has been ignited by the very breath of God. And the fire cannot quench it. And it cannot be put out. Because he is the eternal fire that burns in its bosom. It is more than an institution. It is more than an organization, and it is more than an association or a society. It is a beautiful thing, and it is beautiful to me tonight. It has a beauty all of its own. Its beauty is not in material things, but in spiritual things. It is the church of the living God And I love it tonight. Amen. I love the church of the living God. Amen. Her critics have been many. Her enemies have been ruthless and spiteful. Her doubters, not a few. In reality, it's not hard to find criticisms against the church. Because it's not a perfect place. By that I mean it's not without its faults and its failures. And sometimes it even loses sight of what really matters. It's not perfect because imperfect humanity is involved in it. And sometimes the harshest critics come from within. And some criticisms are justly deserved because they are of the shortcomings Of the people who make up the church. But I want to make this clear to you tonight. That the God who started this church. Has no fault in him. And there should be no fault in his church. Amen. Amen. I'm not here to defend the church. Because it doesn't need any defending. I'm here to thank God. That it remains. Amen. I've been around it all of my life. I was raised under a bench in a pew. And uh, church has changed in many ways since those early beginnings. But there is a root that is still the same. And in spite of all of that has happened and all of the changes of life, The church has survived, and done more than survived, it has thrived. And we ought to be careful how we handle that body of Christ. We ought to be careful how we talk about it, how we think about it. Tonight, I want to talk to you about what you ought to love about your church. Not just the church, but this church where you are sitting here tonight. You may not have the most luxurious of facilities, but God's presence is not manifest just in the beauty of an auditorium, but it is manifest in the spirit of his people that have drawn nigh to him, that have communed with him in prayer, and that have walked with him in the spirit. The reason that I love the church is that it lives on in spite of its critics. There is a life that is within the church that is far greater than that life that is trying to destroy it. It has been belittled. It has been pushed down. It has been brushed aside. But you cannot stop it. You cannot keep it from moving forward. The enemies have tried to crush it, and even friends have tried in misrepresenting it, and yet it still holds together. It has survived in a tremendous way to be a witness in this hour that what he started is still going, and I'm thankful that I am a part of that church tonight. Amen. I am thankful That the same fire that stirred me as a child. I have felt in this service tonight. The same familiar spirit that invaded my little world and made me aware that I needed God and that He had something to give me. That same Spirit that drew me to an altar and made me want to know more about Him has manifested itself in this place tonight. And I have felt that same quickening Spirit. I have felt the same love of God. I have felt the same care. For him in my life tonight and I am thankful for the church. You cannot kill it. You cannot stop it. You cannot put it out. You cannot extinguish its flame. I love it because it endures. It has seen the rise and fall of civilization, empires and, and fads and trends and fashions and leadings, and yet it remains ever the same, the church of the living God. What I love about this church tonight Is is that its focus is still on the needs of people. I love the fact that over the years, the focus of the church has not turned inward to us. That we have prevented that selfish, self-centered spirit from entering these doors and biding on these pews. But we have pushed it aside and we have continued to reach for people. No matter their race or color or status or standing in life, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. When we stand at Calvary, we stand on equal ground. And there is no great I or little you in the sight of God. We are all equal and God died for everyone of us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am thankful that there is still a continuing ministry to help those in need. Surviving even the worst of trends. Serving others is still the heartbeat of our church. It was done Monday night when someone gave a Bible study And at the end of the Bible study, I received a phone call about 10 o'clock. Can we fill the badness up? Somebody is ready to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It happened Tuesday evening at the end of another Bible study when somebody called and said, can we baptize somebody tonight? I'm thankful that there's a church where the focus is still on what matters. And that is the souls of men that we care enough to reach out to those who are hurting. Hallelujah. I'm not bragging to you tonight, but I want to brag on you tonight that in the midst of the worst adversity our church has ever faced in the flood that we endured in 2017, we were the in the top five churches in South Texas in giving that in spite of what was against us we never closed our hands but we continue to give I got a report the other day from foreign missions that we have passed a quarter of a million dollar mark in our giving I'm thankful that there's people that come into this building their eyes are not on themselves but their eyes are still on the world and the world still matters to us hallelujah 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 we're not into brushing up our skills on our performance but we are more in line with praying that the holy ghost will come in and intervene and do in a moment's time what we could not do in an entire service There are ministries going on around here on a weekly basis that some don't even know about. Prisons are being ministered to. People are being encouraged. Letters are going out. Some of you don't even realize the extent of the ministry of our church. People are watching this service tonight online. Not because we're popular. But because there's somebody that has a passion to put a message out. Not me. But others that are having a desire to do something for God. It teaches me to want to give more. It teaches me to want to live selflessly. It teaches me and it reminds me that that's what the church ought to always be about. Amen. The reason I love this church is because the convictions, the convictions the church has kept alive is what makes it so great tonight. Amen. I do not back up. And I do not back away, but our pursuit of holiness is not a handicap church. Hallelujah. I said our pursuit of holiness and separation from the world is not a handicap to us. Hallelujah. The fastest growing religion in most parts of the world right now is not the apostolic faith, but the Muslim belief. And if you want to know what they believe, just look around you and look at how they dress. And you don't see them apologizing for their dress. And you don't see them trying to explain away their conviction. Something has been put in their heart. And something needs to get down in your heart. That what we stand for is worth standing for. And I'm thankful that I'm in a church that still loves holiness. And still believes that it's necessary. And that it is essential hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah I'm going to tell you something tonight they may make fun of your standards today but tomorrow when they're in trouble guess who they're going to call amen They're going to call somebody that still has a connection. Because the Bible said he was going to present to himself a holy people. He was going to present to himself a church without spot or wrinkle. You know what I love about this church? That in spite of the years, we still look young. Hallelujah. Ah, there's nothing old and decrepit around here. We still learn how to shout. We still know how to rejoice. We still know how to run an aisle. We still know how to let God know he's the center of our being. He's the center of our world. He's the center of our church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You say, Brother Hughes, aren't you afraid of offending somebody? What do you mean offending them? They go to rock concerts where people act more bizarre than any Pentecostal has ever acted. And they do it all to the beat of the music. And when it's all said and done, all they've got is a hangover and a question of who they might have been with last night. But I know who I've been with tonight. And when I get home, I'm not going to have any regrets about it. And when I get up in the morning, I'm not going to look back and wonder what happened. I know what happened. I've been in the presence of the Lord. I've been in the presence of the King of Kings. And he has loved me. And he has embraced me. And he has told me, you're mine. Hallelujah. I'm not advocating radical people, but I am here to tell you that I'm not dumbing down church so we can keep the shout out. You know what, people already know what we are. Don't disappoint them when they come in. Don't make them think they come to the wrong church. Hallelujah. That's what I like about my church. It still has some apostolic roots to it. It still has some Holy Ghost. It still has the fire of the Holy Ghost. And I don't ever want that fire to go out. Ah, uh, yes. Come on, praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be seated you know what i love about this church it challenges me to live better to reach for higher things to not be satisfied to always expect god to do great things it disturbs me from my lethargy it challenges me to dream bigger dreams it places me in a place before God where those things can happen. It's a place where men can still see God lifted up and his train filled the temple. I am thankful that I came here tonight. And when the worship of the Lord began to arise in this place, I felt Him, the very King of glory, come right into this place tonight and say, that's what I like. That's what I want to be connected to. Call me radical. Call me a a lunatic, whatever you want to call me. But I'm thankful for a church that's still calling me to higher things. What the church world for the most part has done. Instead of calling men to higher things. Have dumbed church down to dumber things. So people could feel comfortable. And I know that may not be good English. And I know I probably wasn't supposed to use that word dumb. But I don't know a better word to say. That's what it is. Amen. For one who died on a cross. And bore the agony of a crucifixion and went into hell so he could strip something out of the devil's hands that he had held over your life. And then come out victorious with the keys in his hand and say, you're not going to hold that over them any longer. And then open that door for you and I to experience that power, that same resurrection power, that same God that was there in that tomb and came out of that tomb. That same spirit is in us tonight. And if that spirit is in me, it's going to quicken me also. It's going to make me alive. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The thing I like about this church is that its age-old message still works. Amen. The gospel cannot be improved on. Repentance from sin is still necessary. Baptism in water In the name of Jesus, full immersion is still essential. The infilling of the Holy Ghost should be the expected outcome of obedience. It is still essential. I am thankful tonight because the church has provided me the opportunity to experience a life-changing thing. And it has offered me a new life. It has offered many of you a new home. It has given some of you a new marriage. It's given you a new hope. It's given you a new future. It's given you dreams. You ought to be thankful for a church that has lifted you up before the presence of God and given you that opportunity. Hallelujah. I am thankful tonight. I love this church because it's moving. Maybe not as rapidly and as quickly as some people think it ought to move, but it's moving. It continues. I'm thankful for the progress. You see, when you get on the bus halfway down the line or three quarters down the line, and you don't know where the bus started, it's hard for you to appreciate what you have and what you're experiencing. But I was there. My wife was there. And my two children were there. And four other people were there. Oh, yes. But I'm thankful that people didn't corner, didn't huddle up in a little corner and say, okay now, what can we do to preserve this? Well, what, what can we do to keep from losing this? What can we do to pre- protect our interests? but their eyes were on a world and a community and they believed and they followed and they obeyed and they worked and because of that we're sitting here tonight blessed because of sacrifices of people that have gone before us and paid a price and I'm thankful that we're still moving forward I'm thankful that we're still doing the work that God called us to do and in spite of the storm we're still Moving forward in spite of the flood, we're still rising up in spite of the setback. We've realized it was just a setup and God's made a better day. He's provided a better day. Oh, come on. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. You can stand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up. You know what I'm thankful for? That the foundation hasn't been moved. It's still built upon Christ Jesus. I'm thankful that this is still a Christ-centered church. I'm thankful for music teams that don't just entertain us with the cutest and the latest, but they keep throwing that name up before us. They keep throwing that blood up to us. They keep taking us back to the cross. They take us back to the tomb. They take us back to the upper room. They remind us that what God began, He intended to finish. And we we intend to be a part of that finish of His work in the earth. Hallelujah. Now I have news for you. I preached all that to tell you this. For those of you who say you love this church. Then stop giving it your leftovers. Stop giving it your half-hearted efforts. Embrace what it has done for you. Embrace what it has meant to you. How many of you met your spouse in the church? Come on. How many of you, most of your friends, are in the church? Some of you don't have friends. Or you have other friends. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have other friends. You ought to have you, you need to have some connections. How are you going to win people if you don't have some connections? But everything in my life that I love and cherish, I found in the church. The best thing that ever happened to me, my wife, I found her in church. And you know what else? I'm thankful that I found her near an altar. Not back in the foyer. Oh yeah, I'm going to preach a little while right now. I'm thankful that I found her around an altar. I'm thankful that I heard her pray. I'm thankful that I heard about her dedication. Because over the years, that steadiness has been what has helped keep us balanced and going in the right direction. If you married somebody in the church, you ought to reach over and grab them by the hand right now. Hopefully you're still married to them. You ought to grab them by the hand and say, you know what? I love my church. I love what I found in my church. I love what I experience in my church. I love the people I get to fellowship with in my church. I love the spirit in my church. I love the freedom in my church. I love the joy in my church. I love the peace in my church. You know what I'm thankful for? That in 26 years, we've never had a church split. Now, you mean, you mean, brother, Houston, nobody's ever left this church? Oh, yeah, there's been plenty of people left it. But people leaving the church doesn't mean the church is split. But what we have never had and we ain't going to have as long as I'm back here are schisms and little cliques. Little, I'm better than you stuff going on. I'm talented and you're not. I get used and you don't. We ain't putting up with that around here. Now listen to me. I've had men criticize me. And say, oh, Brother Hughes, I wouldn't do that. That puts out a bad image. I said, a bad image. What do you mean? Those are the most faithful people in my church. Maybe they don't sing quite to your quality, but they do a better job of singing because their singing is worship to the Lord. And they do God a greater favor than your talent can ever do Him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm in a church where there's something moving. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, get your family with you.